Welcome back to Bacon Wire, an MSU sports podcast here on the Big Banter Podcasting Network. Fellas, the college football playoff is set. The final college football playoff in the four-team era. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Undefeated Florida State, ACC champion, gets left out. I have a couple thoughts. You guys feel free to cut in whenever you feel whenever you feel appropriate or or necessary. Um my first thought, number 1, the committee telegraphed they were going to do this. Yep. Right? They they you should have known that if there was an opportunity to leave Florida State out, they would have left Florida State out. Because if you were if you pay attention to the week to week rankings, and a lot of people tend to tend to discredit those and say those don't matter. In this case, it matters because Florida State was ranked fourth going into that Northern Alabama game where Jordan Travis broke his leg. The week after, the week going into rivalry week, they dropped down to fifth. This was telegraphed. And going into mm-hmm. the conference championship games, Boo Corrigan got up there and said, most deserving isn't it our lexicon. It's the four best teams. So you knew this was coming. And and a lot, I was listening to the split zone duo on my way home today. Um, they had released like a like a reactions pod. Um there's a lot of talk about a Pandora's box and and, you know, bad precedent or whatever. And it's like, am I crazy? Like, this has literally happened before. A a one-loss conference champion has gotten in over an undefeated conference champion. This has this happened the literal first year of the college football playoff. Wasn't it uh, Baylor and TCU? Yes. Baylor, TCU. Yeah. With Ohio yeah. State. With Ohio State. Yep. They, they literally got left out. For a yeah. one-loss conference champion, yeah, like that. Like people say, it's bad precedent. The precedent has been established; it's there, right off the bat. And look, I'm gutted for Jordan Travis. His tweet today was fucking heartbreaking. I mean, he's just 100 right, absolutely awful. Yep, and he's 100 correct, but. Without him, and this is a compliment to Jordan Travis. This isn't a this isn't an insult to the rest of Florida State's roster. This is a compliment to Jordan Travis. Without Jordan Travis, they are not one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah, they are not. No. And you want to know how the committee made the right decision? By doing that. By by including Alabama over Florida State. Yeah. Go watch the reaction of Michigan in Indianapolis finding <laughs> out who was number four. Unbelievable from them. Just uh, <laughs> just the biggest gasps. <laughs> it, it's as close as you can get to hearing someone shit their pants without smelling it. You know they were just begging to see the Seminole logo. Like if, they were praying to see it. 
if Florida State were the number four team in the country, Michigan would be hooting and hollering and whooping it up. Yep. And they would deserve to. But, like, unfortunate, like unfortunately for them, the committee stuck to their guns and rewarded the four, I think, the four best teams in the country and not the four most deserving. It sucks yeah, I for Florida State. It sucks for Florida State. It's awful. I feel bad for Jordan Travis. But, you know, it is what it is. That's football, you know? I wonder how Alabama ended up what a twenty-nine game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, they they earned it. I don't have much else to add other than that. Yeah, like I agree. I mean, it it does suck for Florida State, but if you look at it, Florida State is not one of the best teams in the country without Jordan Travis. And I mean, if you watch that game, yikes! That was a brutal football game to watch against Louisville. Um, and they couldn't move the ball. And look, I know Tate Rotomaker would probably have been better. What would he have done against Michigan? Probably nothing. Much. Probably not a ton. It would have uh, been another uh, thirty-eight nothing type of game. Ugh. Um, but yeah, that's why. And I mean, yeah, like Florida State has every right to be mad, and you don't really want to like sit here and tell them, "Well, you got to understand why they did it." Like, just let them be upset, you know? So, um. Alabama, no, I mean, Alabama is 100% one of the four best teams in the country. Beating Georgia at that level, and also your only other loss coming against the number three team. Yeah, that matters. And then Texas just putting belt to ass against uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, they, they were also one of the four best teams. Like, Texas might have the best offense in the country. Maybe Washington. I mean, Washington has a great offense, but we've seen them sort of stumble a bit in recent weeks and I feel like Texas's offense has been pretty consistently good this whole season. Um if they clean up defensively, you we might be looking at the best team in the country, honestly. So, I'm super excited for Washington Texas. I think that awesome. game is going to be awesome. That game is going to rip. That game oh, is it's, it's, fucking It's going to be top 3. It's going to be top 3 CFP games. And um yeah, I mean Alabama's uh what two and a half point underdog against Michigan. It's already moved up to one and a half. As it uh oh. Well, yeah, it's gonna be a pretty much a pick 'em game. Um I mean we've seen Michigan not look great at times this season. We've also we've also seen Alabama not look great at times this season too. So it's um that one should be good too. I mean it's it's saving on a month prep. So should be fun. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm excited and you know, I mean, I'm a Milrow fan. Like, he's a first year starter. So, yes, there's going to be growing pains, especially with a guy who's raw. But you can really, like, you see those flashes of, like, this guy could be a Heisman candidate in yep. like, the next year. Like, he can make some absolute big boy throws, some big time plays. Obviously, you know, he can do it with his legs. But I'm just so impressed with some of the throws that he's able to make at this point right now. Uh, that this dude is something special. I think I think we're witnessing something special. So we'll see how Michigan I don't think Michigan's seen a quarterback like uh like Milrow this whole season. He's he's grown throughout the year. Like yeah. you know, the low point was Texas, maybe the UCF or USF game was the low point. But he's just progressively gotten better and better. And you can't say that about many college players this year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to watch that game. I think that could be a really good game, but if one team's going to blow out the other, I think Nick Saban's going to kick their ass. But you know, I don't know who's going to sit out, who's going to stop, who's going to you know play in the bowl game. So you know, we'll just wait and see. Maybe we could have a guest on or something, do like some bowl project predictions or something. Um, but the thing that perplexed me over the weekend was why was Washington a nine and a half point underdog? Is it just because people saw they, they were escape that they were kind of scraping by and went, well, this team's not that good. Probably. And just decided to say, yeah, Oregon's a 10 point favorite. I, I just did not understand that. And, you know, especially if you were there at the Washington game, you completely did not understand why they were a 10 point dog to a team. They already beat. That's what it, that's what frustrated me, and I that was the easiest money of the weekend for me, laying Washington to win that game and cover. Yeah, Kalen, no, I, Kalen DeBoer fucking rules. I love him as a coach. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100 right, Lucas. I mean, I think part of the problem was since that Oregon game, Washington had kind of looked discombobulated. I think is the is the word to use there. I mean, they. Um, they didn't look as effective on offense. I think part of that was uh, Jalen McMillan was a little banged up. So, you know, accounting for three NFL wide receivers is impossible. It's a little easier to account for two NFL wide receivers. Uh, you know, they were uh, they had played some weird games, like you know that game against Arizona State. I think it was just I think it was a little bit of Oregon hangover. That Oregon State game, it was piss. It was pissing rain um, on the road. The the Apple Cup game, I think it's just it's a rivalry, right? So you kind of have to you kind of have to throw the book out there. Um, and, and Cam Ward's just a really good quarterback. He's going to earn every penny of that whatever million NIL deal um, is out there for him if he decides to transfer. Um, yeah, I just. I I never really got the nine and a half point thing. I think a lot of people kind of got sucked into the fact that the the hard part of Oregon's schedule was over after, mm-hmm. after the Washington game, and I think they kind of they took care of business, yeah, as they should have. And I think people, yeah. and I think people kind of discounted. Kind of discounted Washington based on some of their performances, but yeah, they should not have been a ten-point underdog. Not even close. It, it was like a prisoner of the moment type of spread, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, but I, I was just—I don't know. Did you guys watch the Big Ten title game or the ACC championship game? I watched them both. Both Oof. awful. Awful football. I couldn't. I couldn't Ooh. finish them. I watched the first quarter of both, and I'm like, "Nope, I'm out." <laughs> just keep an eye on Twitter. I just, man, Iowa. Ooh, it's like okay. There's no quarterback on the roster that's better than Deacon Hill. <laughs> oh shit! Just run the Wildcat. <laughs> How are you, Kirk Ferentz? Like, how do you have this? How do you have this like championship caliber defense for two, three years? Oh wow! And then your son, 
just be a and then have your son just piss it piss it away constantly and then go and then be mad that you're and be mad that the ad is doing the right thing and firing him like if kirk retires off of that that is the dumbest fucking retirement in the history of college football and there have been some dumb dumb fucking retirements uh, we kind of dealt with one. Yeah, we have. Uh, all due respect to him, but that was really fucking dumb. Um, but if if Kirk retires, that opens the door for us to bring home Phil Parker. We're, we'll we'll get to we'll get to Phil. Um, we'll get to Phil Parker here okay. in a little bit. Good little um, tease I had for you. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you look at uh, I mean, you look at Alabama, and you look at, or going to the SEC now. I mean, um, you know, I think a lot of people also when we're talking about um, when we're talking about Alabama, I think a lot of them go, they needed a prayer on fourteen thirty one to beat an Auburn team that had um, that had uh, gotten their shit kicked in by New Mexico State. It's like. That is you, literally that is literally the point of the rivalry is that yeah. dumb shit happens all of the fucking time. That's I, literally the whole point of the goddamn thing is that stupid shit happens like every year and really, really stupid shit happens every three years. You could very easily say Michigan needed an, a late interception from Kyle McCord to beat Ohio State. A much better team than Auburn, but and didn't didn't they barely scrape by Maryland? I mean, I didn't really watch the most yeah. of Michigan. There's a one like, Yeah, they you know they need good teams find ways to win games like that. Like you find a way to win that shit, and that that's championship pedigree that Jalen Milrow showed on that throw. Like you can't discount throw. it. Yeah, what a what an amazing throw! Oh my god, if we lost to Michigan like that. I'd probably want to jump off my roof. I I say all the time, <laughs> the David Ortiz home run in the 2013 ALCS like fundamentally altered my relationship to baseball. Like mm. that that would be something that would fundamentally alter my relationship to college. Game Game Seven of 20, of 2009. You know what I'm talking about. Em, um, Emily would that, have sent me on a grippy sock vacation if we lost to Michigan like that. If game seven of the 2009 cup finals altered my opinion on hockey, like, I mean, I still watch the Red Wings, but like that warped me beyond belief. And yeah, the ALCS for sure. But oh my God, I couldn't imagine. Did you see the, um, the one reaction clip where I want, I want to see if it was Auburn fans like that, but like it was Bama fans watching the game on YouTube TV. Then it buffered right when he threw the ball, it buffered. For like ten seconds, and then they showed them celebrating, like, and they were so happy. I'm like, I could not imagine being an Auburn fan, and my internet goes out for that ten seconds, and like, you're just your weeks ruined, your your months ruined, you know, your sports years ruined on that one play. Ugh, my sports life would be ruined on that one play for being for keeping it a buck. I would uh, not be able to recover. I haven't looked at college basketball the same since Matt McQuaid missed that corner three. 
It's been hard, just, too, honestly. I'm just being honest. And it's not, Me too. I'm not mad at Matt McQuaid. It's just that has, that's burned into my brain forever until we write the ship and do yeah. and win, win another one. That's burned into my brain. But I think that's, I, that's part of it. We'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to MSU basketball. But the fact that they've been Great. underperforming to that level doesn't help. Um, since I don't think that helps. Um, yeah. So um, any final thoughts on the college football playoff? They got it right. Um, I, I, roll, I concur. Just like Michigan fans said in 2015, roll tide. Roll fucking tide. Roll tide. I uh, want Texas. I want Texas or Washington to win it more than anything. That would be cool to see one of those two teams win it. Uh, I would prefer Texas or Bama. I yeah. don't think having the. I don't think having the defending national champion uh, coming into the conference is a good <laughs> thing for for Michigan. Sports, so. <laughs> Uh, True. <laughs> so, but, uh, I'm gonna be like Rob Lowe. I'm gonna go buy an SEC hat <laughs> for, for Texas and Bama. <laughs> it just it just means more. It just means more. It's SEC and Big Ten, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can... see. And my last thought is like, you know, college writers. I I mentioned this before. They're having a fucking hissy fit over this. Like Graham oh. Couch lost his goddamn mind earlier over this. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Fanini had brought this up, and it's like, I don't know what else, what else you like, what else you expected. I mean, they're not going to leave out the SEC. I'm sorry, they're not. The SEC was, the SEC no was bad. Way. The SEC was pretty bad this year, but I, they're just not going to leave out the SEC. They're not. It's viewership. There's so many people who will watch Bama all over the country that you losing that kills your ratings. Absolutely. It kills the money. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm just, yeah, the committee got it right. Roll Tide. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about the other New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah. I, what is I, it? Georgia and uh, Florida State. Georgia's going to roll them. Yeah, Georgia, Florida State, in the um, in the orange, and that was a and that was a cover our that was a committee saying we're going to cover our ass and, mm -hmm. and and sacrifice Florida State so that way we can go so that way we can justify our decision. Uh, Oregon and Liberty in the Fiesta oh. Bowl. Oh, that's going to be a. I don't like no what Dan Bonin is going to do to them. Play. No, no wonder he's going to play. He's going to throw for eight touchdowns. So it, I, 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 I watched the Conference USA Championship game on Friday just because I have multiple TVs, and it's just a luxury I have. I, I'll say this. It really sucks that the Liberty football team is, is associated with Liberty University because yeah, Liberty University is the most detestable institution on the face of the earth. Yeah, They really are. Anything that is bad about American politics in the 21st century has started because of or influenced by someone who went to or is sympathetic to the mission of Liberty University. But goddamn, is their football team fun? Michigan yeah. State product, Kadon Salter. <laughs> he's just fucking, it's like, watch, it's like the Tecmo Bowl. It's the Tecmo Bowl. They're just, he's just running around out there. Um, yeah, so hopefully Oregon really just fucking rubs their noses in it. Uh, Penn State, Penn State Ole Miss in the peach. 
That'll be fun. I think. I think Lane will take care of business in that one. I, I think Lane. I think Ole Miss is going to win. Yeah, I, 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 I trust Joey Freshwater more than I trust Frames Janklin. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, did you guys see that TikTok that one of uh, Lane's daughters made of Thanksgiving? No. It's, it's insane. So there's this trend people do at Thanksgiving. It's like people like you like you get up from the table dramatically and walk away and then the video's in slow-mo and it has like text over you so it would be like uh when people ask you about your ex-boyfriend or like when people ask if you have a job yet things like that so it was that and then it gets to lane and it's like when it's something about his ex-wife or if oh, no. someone says your girlfriend is young, your girlfriend is young enough to be your daughter or whatever. Oh else. no! Like, Whoa! It was like from one of his daughters. Woo! <laughs> I, I I like Lane a lot. I he's he's spicy. Oh yeah, Lane's um, fun. Lane Lane is really fun for college football. We need we need more coaches like him. Absolutely. Um, so, so we're gonna talk MSU hoops next. Yeah. Um, well, actually, let's do let's do football. Let's do let's do Jonathan Smith. Um, he had his introductory press conference on Tuesday. Um, you know, liked it. Yeah, I thought he came across as as really genuine. Yes. Um, I I loved his whole thing, like. Let me tell you about me. Like, just list his whole job history. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh man, this guy's great already. Just like, okay, I started out this and this. I went to high school here. <laughs> like, and all right. He, I think it was. Guy. I think it was our friend Max Klitsky who pointed this out. But uh, Magic, in classic Magic fashion, welcomed Coach Smith on Wednesday, like almost <laughs> a week after he had been here. Um, <laughs> yes. But, do you know how sick it's got to be for like an '80s kid who grew up in Southern California to just be like, to like have Magic Johnson's phone number? He's in your uh, car. That's got to be pretty fucking. I imagine that's got to be pretty fucking cool. He yeah. probably talked to him like the Chris Farley show on Saturday Night Live. Like, do you remember when you were with the Showtime, the Lakers, and you won five titles? That was cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I. I really, I really like how genuine he is. Great. I was going to say that. Um, it's just, it's the, it's just a, a complete reset, and it just was a nice breath of fresh air to watch that press conference, and not get the the taglines, the bullshit. He was just like upfront, and like his whole thing before he left Oregon State officially was kind of refreshingly honest. Like, didn't he say something like, look, my agent's out there looking for offers and yeah. he's doing his job. Yeah. Like, no other coach would say that. Yeah, they'd give some, like, stupid coach speak. Like, yeah, we're focused on the game right now, you know, and I'll make a decision on my future, you know, when that time comes. You know, just something stupid like that. But no, he was like, yeah, I'm, fuck, I'm... And then also for him to say, this has been in the works for a long time. Mm. That was... I bet that... That was something. Since Mel Tucker got fired, they've been talking to him. Easy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when they when he reached out or anything. But I mean, for me personally, I was like, well, shoot, you know, is he really gonna be like? Is his 
heart going to be in this job fully just because of the fact that like, you know, Oregon state's his uh, alma mater and it's a sinking ship and maybe he wants to turn it around or something. No, man. He said, I wanted to get this done. I wanted to come here. It's like, Ooh, that's awesome. That feels good. And you're right. He's very transparent. Um, he seems like someone who's, who's going to um, not BS you. Did you guys also like one, one of the first things someone asked him was like, what are they going to be the catchphrases you bring in? It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was, um, that was Jack Ebling, which. Yeah. Uh, yeah J- you know, Jack's kind of a, he's kind of a nut job. It's okay. Yeah. But I, but I mean, I love it. I love low ego, high output. That's the, that's, that's it right there. Yeah. I mean, if you want something that's antithesis to the last four years of Michigan state football, it's low ego, high output. And our friends at the search podcast pointed this out. Um, when Smith and his family were taking a picture with the Jersey, they had taped <laughs> over, they had taped over relentless. Good. Like relentless was on the neck was it's on the neckline and all of the jerseys. And they, they were taped probably over like, pull, they're probably making that Jersey from one of their stock ones. And like they printed it, you know, they, they finished it. You get like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. some, let's get some electrical tape. over this. Literally, it was just green electrical tape. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. Um, I would have just grabbed a black sharpie and just like crossed it out. And hey, kids, hold hold your hands over this. Put your hands right here. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's right. No, I mean, I don't remember who else pointed out. It might have also been Ryan. Um, you like D'Antonio was there. He wasn't there at the uh, at the Tucker yeah. one. And yes, obviously, yeah. you know, he had just gone out, you know, he had just retired and it probably wasn't the greatest note, but there have been some hard feelings at that point, but still, you know, but he was there. He, and he was, I think he was one of the people who brought in Smith too. Like he was one of the people who said, yeah, this is somebody we should go get. Yeah. yeah and, and, and Holler kind of went into the process, like former players had been involved. Kirk had been involved, Benny Fowler, um, you know, I think Jimmy Ray, I think you mentioned Jimmy Ray had also been involved. That just makes me so happy. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just it's just cool to have those guys, you know. And we we said it last week, but full credit to Alan Holler on this search. Oh yeah. I mean, he had he had known he had known early, he had chased it down, and he even canceled an interview, which like in some places is seen as unprofessional in some arenas, but he was done fucking around. He's like, This is my guy. Fuck it. Who cares? Right? I love it. He knew he was he knew he was kind of working against the clock here and he he went all in. It's his guy and um he's gonna go down with the ship if it goes bad, but I don't think it's gonna go that I don't think it's gonna get that bad. I, at least we obviously hope not. No, it, it's tough sledding and, and and you know, there have been portal entries since or oh. intentions to enter the portal. Oh, I suppose is the uh, um mainly the entire quarterback room outside of Andrew Shofar. Shout out Andrew Shofar. Like, those, those, those who stay. Those who stay. Um yeah, some of the offensive line had entered. I know Gino Vandemark had entered. Uh Kevin Wingington, the bacon wire curse continues. <laughs> he was he was the he was like the cheat. He was like the me with the Cheeto, like in the um in the door lock in the, yeah. <laughs> in, the in the locked door. <laughs> the bacon wire curse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not um, worried. I mean, like obviously, you know, I'm not worried about 
I was kind of like just when you see all the names go in, you're like, ah, shoot, you know, this kind of sucks to like kind of lose some of these guys. Um, but honestly, you know, the portal's going to open up tomorrow or today, I guess, or I don't know, whenever this comes out. Tomorrow, um, I think, yeah. It's, I mean, it's Mon- Monday. It's Monday. It comes Monday, it yeah. Up Monday. Um, but, you know, and we'll go get somebody. Obviously, you can't have zero quarterbacks on the roster, you know, so. And there's good ones out there, you know. Um, people are gonna throw the Dante Moore rumors out there. Um, Aiden Childs hasn't entered the portal. Uh, we'll see. That's probably not something we'll find out for a while. Um, I probably wouldn't hate. I would probably actually like bringing in Dante Moore. I know he struggled uh, at UCLA with Chip Kelly, but Uncle, uh, he struggled at Clemson yeah, before. Exactly, exactly. I think him yeah. coming to play with Jonathan Smith would be awesome. I, I think, and and there are people who are vehemently against Dante Moore. I get it. Um, I, I get it. Right, yeah. he did not look good at UCLA. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of dumb decisions. I'm not going to let one rough year like warp my whole judgment of him. No, I think part of it is I, I don't. I think Chip Kelly's lost the plot of modern college football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just lost a defensive coordinator to USC. Ooh. That's not necessarily indicative oh. of, 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 a, of a health, right? And now UCLA is kind of stuck with him going into the Big Ten because they didn't do what they should have done. I think they'll right? fire him next year, though. Oh, yeah. He, he'll he, suck again. Yeah. They'll, he's gone next year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe it was smart to sit out of this coaching cycle. Maybe next year. Um, maybe next year you can, maybe next year you go get a sitting, a sitting P5 coach. Um, Max Brown made this point um, on Lockdown Spartans this week when he was on with Sheehan. <clears throat> you know, I think, I think there's going to be a perspective and he's right. I think there's going to be a perspective shift of, okay, there are 65, whatever power five jobs. And those will be the jobs. You know, if I get those jobs, I'm, if I get an offer from one of those 65 schools, I'm leaving my current position wherever I am, whether I'm in a G5 school, I'm a, I'm a power five coordinator, like whatever. Right. I think it's, I think the, I think the Overton window is going to shift to the point where it's going to be, okay, there are 34 jobs that no matter where I am, I'm going to take. And those are the jobs in the, in the new big 10 and the new SEC. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Oregon state fans are continuing to stay mad. And, they're getting less and less likable every day. And I'll say this, Lucas, you can speak to this, I think, better than Carter and I can. But if Twitter was around in 2000, would save him up for LSU? Ooh. I think the reaction would be a little similar. I'm just, I'll similar. throw that out there. So, I, you know, um, for those older MSU fans who are maybe like, maybe remember what that is. I assume the Rams just won. They're going to win. Yep. They're they're about to punch in a unless That's I'm down. behind. Yep, Kyron Williams just scored. It's over. They're they're beating they're gonna beat the Browns. Okay. They are and in the hunt. We're in the hunt, baby. It's black over. Okay, so yeah, he had Kyron he had Kyron Williams. My I'm my fantasy opponent is Kyron Williams. I somehow he, have a free Sunday ticket preview, so I got to watch the final whatever this is, two minutes of it. So, my cool. girlfriend just pretty much learned how to play fantasy football this this year, 
and um, she swept me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, the people who uh, who like go to March Madness pickums and just like go, oh, I like their mascot, and then they end up being really good at it. I'm not saying it's so funny. A friend of mine who I lived with, he and I knew knew you know college basketball better than anyone in our group, and he and I had the bottom two least accurate brackets. It just is like that sometimes. It do be like that. It do be like that sometimes. No, um, I mean, Oregon State fan. Look, Oregon State fans are completely. I think delusional it's delusional too. It's, it's, yeah, it's lame. Whatever, but um, like they, you know, they just lost their coach, their alma mater guy. Who, you know, they're like, oh, he's not going to leave us. There's no way. But then Michigan State offers him much more than he's making it at Oregon State, and that's really what it comes down to. And you know, I think if I were a an Oregon State fan, and I heard that he'd been looking to leave for a long time, that wouldn't probably sit right with me either. So I can't blame them, but it's like, at some point, it's just time to move on. Are you more about like building up your own program, or do you want to tear down Jonathan Smith at Michigan State? I think, and I think part of it too is, is the context of, of which he left, right? Like, I think if, I think if the Pac-12 had managed to hang on, right, with with Oregon and Washington and the big 12 teams. And, you know, if they had managed to kind of keep the pack 10 together, um, I, I think that, I think that maybe if Smith had still decided to leave all things being equal, I think there would have been a little less, I think there would have been a little less animosity, but I, I think the, I think the pack two thing and the, and the scheduling alliance with the mountain West and, and the uncertainty, I do think that kind of, um, I do think that kind of sticks in a lot of people's craw, and it kind of, and it kind of looks like, and if we're being honest with each other, is, is him jumping ship? Yeah. Um, and that sucks. And I'll, I'll say this: if, if Oregon State fans want to, want to like slander or, um, you know, kind of, kind of say anything negative about Jonathan Smith. Um, I, I think the only semi-fair argument you can make in that regard is, you know, Jonathan Smith shouldn't have taken the job, shouldn't have taken the alma mater job until he knew it was going to be his last stop. Mm-hmm. Like if he was looking to progress his coaching career past Oregon State, he should have found opportunities to do that elsewhere. And then once everything had been exhausted and he reached the end of his coaching career, he could have went home. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that was his plan to was to be there forever. And then once the whole realignment came and he realized that Oregon state was going to be left in the dust with, you know, joining the whack or whoever they're playing, whoever they're joining next year, Mount Mountain West, right? Yeah. yeah, Mountain West. That's right. You know, I, I think that kind of makes you realize, I don't know if I can do this and maybe, maybe someday come back in some fashion. If he's done at Michigan state, like be a coordinator or, or something. They'll welcome him back someday. It's not going to be salty forever. Nah. And nah. I and I was talking with an Oregon State friend of mine, and I was like, "Look, like, like it's you guys now, but when the Super Leagues come, like, I think we need to prepare ourselves for the event. Like, this is going to be MSU. Like, MSU is going to be Oregon State in the next round of realignment mm. on the Super yeah. League. Um, and I and I know that I know that people like to say otherwise, but I just you know, it, it is what it is. 
I think I think people aren't necessarily preparing for that. I think that's possible. Um, Michigan State's got a ton of money though, and everything. You know, top twenty revenue institution. That's that sort of thing. But yeah, maybe. I think if at that point though, if there's another, um, if there's another like, uh, sort of thing like that, wouldn't we just go back to where we were? Yeah. <laughs> It's like we just go back to where we were and like, all right, this is it. We got it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm no, I'm you know, uh Coach Blue Adams, uh, for people who are like for people who are watching his Twitter account, it finally did update. He's been out there recruiting. Awesome. Um I love it. Okay, I just want to say I love just how this staff has already hit the recruiting trail. Uh it looks like it looks like um it looks like Scooter Carey is going to be back in the fold. Possibly he got two crystal balls to come back to Michigan State. Nick Marsh is recruiting people to come to Michigan State, which is just brings a tear to my eye. Mama Marsh is Mama Marsh is out Mama there doing work. Mama's cooking. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, it, it sounds like it sounds like Andrew DePape is it is staying, which is nice. I, his mom, yeah, DePape. DePape. Uh, a couple guys have been locked in with Michigan State, which I think has been cool. Um, Nathan Carter's locked in. Ken Talley's been out there recruiting. I guess he had looked like he had some weird Twitter beef with Chris Bogle or something. I don't know, but it's it's uh, but, but it's it's refreshing to see guys like that. Yeah. Be like, Let's bring but people. Carter, Carter, and Marsh make me feel like we're gonna be fine. Oh yeah, we will be fine. Especially if Marsh is trying to get Childs to come here. That'd be dope. Ooh. And and you know, Jordan Hall hasn't entered yet. I, I think he's going to stay. I really do. I really I don't do. know. I think like I SD4L really fucking did him dirty, man. SD4L fucked him bad. Yeah, so, they hurt a lot of people. But we'll see. I think I think he's going to come back. I, I mean, there's a spot for him. I would imagine Smith said, "Look, you're going you, at this rate you'll be a fucking captain." Like, you know, you could lead one of the a top 20 program. He's the defense. Yeah. Like you, you're going to be my leader if you stay. I think, but, I think, I think with the right defensive coordinator hire, they yeah. can get him to stay. So let's, Bill let's Parker. talk about defensive coordinator. So um, that, that position hasn't been filled yet. Um, oh. There, there are some names that have been thrown out there. Uh, Phil Parker, I was defensive coordinator being one of them. Um, It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, obviously, Brian Ferentz is, is done at Iowa. Um, there's Good a luck lot to of, him. Yeah. Um, One thing. <laughs> here's the thing. That that bullshit forward pass fumble thing in, in, in the game yesterday, like if I was Brian Ferentz, I just want to punch – I just want to sock the ref. Yeah, you got nothing else to like, look. Right, I'm already fired. I'm not getting, I'm not getting another job in football. Right. Like, I'm just going to fuck it. Blaze of glory. You know? Just fucking knock the fucker out. Um, there's there's increased rumblings that Kirk Ferentz is going to retire. So I don't know if I don't know if the jobs the job's been promised to Phil the head coaching job has been promised to Phil Parker. Um, you know what what they would do in that situation. Um, I, I I posed the question who would be the funniest hire. <laughs> that Iowa could make that currently the leader in the clubhouse is Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You know, do you guys have any funnier names? 
Ed O is also Ed Coach O is also in there. Uh, hmm. No, those are the two funniest. Off Cliff the top Kingsbury of my head. would be awesome. Uh, can you imagine? That, can you imagine Coach O in a? Can you imagine Coach O at a pizza ranch? <laughs> we oh, got all these kinds of pizza here. Look at all these. Uh, we got get gumbo ranch over here. Go Tigers! A lot of corn in this state. Go Tigers! <laughs> he'd still say go Tigers. Yeah, yeah he'd still just. Just ingrained in his in his blood. Um, Michigan yeah, State I mean, wide receiver transfer Christian Fitzpatrick already has seven offers in the portal. Not surprising. God, that wait, Fitzpatrick life. entered the portal. I did not know that. Yeah, that one. That one skipped. Me, my, I didn't. I didn't down. see the daily MSU tweet. So broke I, me uh, down. Tore a hole in my soul. Word on the oh. street. Word on the street is he's going back to Louisville. That's, oh. the, that's the word on the street here. Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, there's going to be more transfers, I think. Um, but there's going to get, we're going to get a lot of good people. Yeah. There's going to be guys guys coming in and and look next week. Guys can always come back. Yeah. Like I think some of these, I think some of these linemen, I think some of these linemen have a good chance to come back. So they're going to put the feelers out to see who offers them. And if there's a big boy, a bigger boy school that offers them, they might jump ship, but some of them. I think we're going to see some of those dudes back. I agree with you 100%. That's the thing about the portal is some of these guys think the grass is greener. Yeah. And a lot of t- and a lot of time at times it's not. For no. every Jaden Daniels, for every Bo Nix, for every Michael Penix, there's like a thousand guys who get buried deeper on a depth chart. Daniel Barker. <laughs> Daniel Barker, for example. Oh. God. Daniel Barker is going to really open up the offense. He's really going to allow me to the do. The tight end is going to open up the offense. Eat a fucking dick. Fuck you, Jay. You fucking God. So Fuck glad you. he's gone. Um, so, I mean, you know, Mahalchek <laughs> is a guy who really develops offensive lines. So maybe he'll check out, you know, Ethan Boyd and Vandemark and think those are your guys. You know, like oh, I can I can work with this. You know, Gavin Brocious is still coming in. He's also uh, yeah, he's also a guy who seems locked in. Stanton Rambles coming in. The Luneskis seem seem so, you know, there there's gonna be a young offensive line, perhaps, but you know, there could be Oregon State guys coming over, right? That too. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk of hurt feelings, but there's always talk of hurt feelings. Always. Right? It's just like the only way to not hurt feelings as a coach when you're leaving is to not leave. It's the initial shock that they're gone and you feel betrayed, but then it's like, oh, well, I could easily just follow him. <laughs> it, it's I can easily just pack up my shit and come with him. So, you know, we'll see. Um, other names mentioned for defensive coordinator have been Jim Leonard. Um, he was Ooh, defensive like coordinator and, you know, interim head coach of Wisconsin, spent kind of the last offseason as an analyst. He was linked to USC for a brief moment, but that obviously didn't happen. Yeah, um, Mike Tressel. That wouldn't work. Mike Tressel, Mike Tressel coming home. I um, would be okay with that. Honestly, I would. Johnny Nansen from Arizona. I love that name. Tressel had some really good defense playing this year. Sorry, oh. sorry. Are you good? I'm just saying Arizona's defense was really good because of him this year. So, I think we're I think we're going anywhere but down on this one. I don't think we can go we can get any lower than what we had. So I, I'm I'm optimistic no matter who we, we can hire Alex Grinch. 
No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, don't put that out there. Don't put that in the universe. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's almost at the ceiling. I got it. Okay. All right. I got it. It's back in the no pocket. longer in the universe. I never said that. I never said <laughs> that. Uh, What's no. funny is Washington State was like wanting Dickert fired. Their message board said, let's bring Alex Grinch home. Yeah, do it. <laughs> That's like the year coordinator is the biggest <laughs> scapegoat in college football. You're about to be playing. You're about to be playing Wyoming on a Tuesday night on FS2. Yes. <laughs> oh, you should no. fire. You should fire Jake Dickert and make Alex yeah. Grinch your head coach. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, Phil Parker is the name I, we all want. Phil Parker is the name, and I bet we've talked to him. Or will talk to him. Do I think he's coming? No, but you never know with that Iowa job. What if Iowa hires Bert? Bert Stoops, because Bert's an alum, isn't he? He's a grad. He's yeah, he has he's a, got Hawk, a fucking Hawkeye he, tattoo. He's got a Hawkeye tattoo on his on his calf. King. Yeah. And or you know, Mike Stoops, Barron's Stoops. disciple. Um, this is all if right. Barron's retires. Also, yeah, I don't see true. it. I don't see it. I could see Ference being the guy who, like, you have to force me to retire, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, versus, like, I'm I'm walking away, but we'll see. I mean, I I think he I think he's I think he's definitely way more pissed off about this Brian thing than he lets on. Which again, yeah, I don't I mean, know why. I I as, don't know why. As a father, he's the anti. He's the anti Logan Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. It's your son, but like, I don't know. I, I mean, if it were my if it were my child and they were doing a kind of a shitty job, I'd be like, look, you know, that's just a tough conversation to have. So it's probably part of why he's pissed off about it. So if Giselle's but, like calling tight end screens on third and eight, like, what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna slowly move her stuff out of her office. He's gonna change it so that Cassie's in charge of her. She reports. She reports directly to Cassie. That's gonna Lucas. be like, can you tell her she's fired? Because you know, or no, no, I'll be like, uh, look what your daughter did. There you go. <laughs> no, like the whole, like you know, like when you get in trouble, look what your son did today. I'll be like, your daughter got fired from the school. I don't know what the fucking deal is. You should probably go talk. <laughs> probably go talk to her. Florida State redshirt freshman quarterback A.J. Duffy tells ESPN that he intends to enter the transfer portal. Good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck to him. Sorry, that's just I, – I live for those tweets now. Like, I'm – that's fucking hilarious. Um, addicted. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. Uh, it's, do, it's a hit of dopamine every time I see it. Yeah. I mean, um, could so, knock it on the field over Brock Glenn. Okay. We can't avoid it any longer. Um, we have to talk about it. Um. Oh boy! This is the fifth straight week where the lines have looked disappointing. Where the lines have looked disappointing. I mean, you go back to the you go back to the you go back to the Ravens game. Um, that I don't think they played a complete game since since the Thursday night game in Lambeau. Honestly, it's been it's been highly yeah. discouraging the past month. But and they're I mean, nine and three. It's tough to win in the NFL. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. I'm I'm over it. I'm over. I'm over. I'm over Aaron Glenn's defense. 
I'm over the oh, number sucks, two. Man. I'm over the number two pick in the draft, like spending 60 Ooh. minutes getting cardio in. Uh, fucking Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin qualifies for the for an AARP card, and he got to the <laughs> quarterback today, and the number two overall pick did not. <sighs> yeah, I, 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 you can't call it a bust, but it's he's been disappointing this year. Very disappointing. Part of the problem is Glenn just doesn't scheme. It just feels like all base. There's no yeah. stunting. There's no, there's very little blitzing. It's just, it, it's four to five man rush. Man or zone, like he man or zone adjustments. Cover. He doesn't. You can see that. That's part of why the Lions' third quarters are so fucking awful because they keep, they go up there and they keep doing the same thing they've been doing in teams who go into the locker room and do make adjustments. Even the shitty fucking Saints team goes in there and goes, oh, they're not changing shit. Let's do this. Aaron Glenn needs to go. He is actively holding back this team's potential. The, yeah. There is no – the defense is limited skill set-wise, and that's on Brad Holmes for not even, like, calling Washington about Chase Young. Uh, that'll be the most baffling decision that Brad Holmes will make in his entire tenure in Detroit. But – it's just like there's no juice. There's no there's no juice on this defense. They don't make adjustments. They they leave guys open all the fucking time, and they don't get to the fucking quarterback. It's infuriating. But it's yeah. It's just I think uh, I was watching my father in law who's attitude was getting worse and worse until the the final play that golf ran to win the, the seal the deal the pass play to seal the deal um he's not one to really fire coaches but i was trying to tell him like look you you can't you're not going to go up to glenn and say hey get ready to learn chinese buddy but like you're you gotta you gotta have that in your mind for dean campbell like I think we can have an upgrade at defensive coordinator depending on who becomes available uh, coaching-wise this offseason. I agree with you. I think, like, I don't think you I don't think you fire Aaron Glenn, but I think you have to tell him at the end of the season, whenever the season ends, to be like, hey, you got to figure something on. out. You got to make some adjustments. You got to do something. You know, otherwise, sort of sort of warm his seat a little bit up. Just kind of turn turn the temperature up on his seat a little bit. Yeah, don't don't tell him we're going to make a change until maybe someone calls. You know, this is like obviously I think I think he's a good coordinator, but like if Staley got fired from the Chargers, it would be worth a phone call to talk to him because he's a really good defensive coordinator. So I think that'd be the one. And if Staley was like, yeah, I I come to Detroit, then I it'd be pretty hard to turn that guy down. It'd be really hard to turn that guy down some up-and-coming position coach or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's kind of what Aaron Glenn was, but... True. I don't know. I, don't know. I think so, they keep I Honestly, I think they keep him. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the route they go, but they shouldn't. I mean, like, they're 9-3. and three. You, can't, you can't justify firing anyone off this staff, really, but it's just... How? How? Like, how can you... If... If they lose the, it, say they okay, say it's looking like right now they're going to get a home playoff game. 
Um, say they lose that game, and it's it's like that Seattle game where you just couldn't stop them. Say it is Seattle, or say it's it could be the Rams. Say it's it's someone like that, and you just let them run all over you, and like the offense puts up forty two points, but you lose forty five to forty two. Then, if I were Dan Campbell, I'd probably just be like, "You're fucking done." Like this is. We've been burned too many times by this. Like, if the offense is efficient, puts up the points needed to win, you can't you can't really blame a, an offense for loot for a loss if they put up forty two points. But I think that's the type of situation that Glenn would get fired is if they lose a playoff game with him being with his defense being very bad, then it's an easier call. Sure. If the yeah. If the season ended today and the playoffs started tomorrow, uh, the Lions would host the Vikings. Ooh. Right, as of right That's now. That's not that bad. I, I, and, I mean, them and the Rams have the same record, so. And the Josh Lions, Dobbs has come back down to earth, so I, I wouldn't be afraid of them. He's the not Lions, taking them higher anymore. The Lions play <laughs> the Vikings on Sunday. So. All right. Well, that that's, de- that's definitely going to change one way or the other. Or, I'm sorry, they play the they they play the Bears. Okay. I uh I get our sweet boy Dylan this weekend. Ugh. Lamar Jackson versus an NFC team. I got Tampa I'm fucking, Bay. They're gonna they're gonna get taken to the woodshed. I got they're, Tampa they're Bay. Get, yeah. Tampa Bay. If, Dylan, if, if Dylan's listening, the Rams are gonna get smoked. I've already I've already made peace with that. Conference game, baby. Five hundred Saints lost today. Yep. Let's go. All of my division winners. The last so I cannot believe the I'm first getting it right. Place, the first place Atlanta Falcons. Still. You love to see it. I just can't. Today, I mean. Look, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You go to, you go to, um, you go to MetLife Stadium against that really good defense in December. Like, you just want to get out of there with a win. And that's all I wanted. Like, they. They benched Tim Boyle in the game and put Trevor Simeon in there. That's just, I, I think that I think I think the uh, Jets have to draft a quarterback on day two. Like they have their second round. I don't know if they have their second round pick, but no, they don't pick. because it was um, no because they traded conditional. It. it was conditional. Yeah, it was conditional. They have their round Rogers, one. Rogers had to play 70, 70 or seventy five percent of the snaps this year. Seventy. Mm. And he's no, playing, he, he definitely got one snap. <laughs> Get it, folks? Yes. Honestly, honestly, I would honestly I would draft the quarterback round one. I would too. Can yeah, they though? I, I would I'd be like, look, man, you're fucking forty two years old or whatever. <laughs> and look at our quarterbacks behind you. <laughs> we've yeah. got we've got to pick a dude because th- if this keeps going south, they could honestly they could fire these guys. They could fire Soleil. Sala, yeah. I think if they I suck think, next year, I think if they I suck next year, they do. Yeah, maybe if Rodgers gets hurt again and they just suck ass. Yeah, I mean that's just such a great defense, just wasted. They're the they're the Iowa they're the yep. Iowa Hawkeyes of the NFL. They they yep. are yeah. You have Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. You have all these great playmakers on offense, but the dude throwing the ball just isn't cutting it and just kills everything. And I don't. I don't think Aaron Rodgers really tore his Achilles. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm not believing I'm, that. I'm hip. I'm hip to that too. He's way too mobile for a 42 year old. There is no fucking way that 
and three months, three and a half months later, you can play from that. There's no way. He probably He's not going it, to. It's, it's just it's it's theater. It's no. a horse and pony show. But even yeah. the even when they do show him moving around, like in practice and stuff, even if it's mm -hmm. like half speed or just like you know, whatever speed, like a forty two year old is not moving that good three months after a twenty I'm sorry. No, I, I think it. he had a major sprain of it or something, like a major strain. And they just can they just called it a torn Achilles or something. It's very fishy. The Falcons haven't allowed an offensive touchdown in nine quarters of football. And I know they played offensively challenged teams, but Ryan Nielsen is <laughs> still it's the NFL, man. That's still impressive. Ryan Nielsen is should be considered for head coaching jobs the way he's turned this defense into a top five unit. Well, Without Grady Jarrett, I must say. The Rams already have one more win than last season. So, so you got guys you got guys healthy. You'll probably be like a nine win team, right? And Puka, yeah, probably nine wins. Puka Puka Nakua. And one of the best draft picks McVay's ever had. Like I would oh, I would not want to play the Rams in the playoffs. They're they're gonna I don't know if they could go to like they definitely wouldn't go to San Francisco and win. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, the first round matchup. Nah, well. But they could go to Detroit and that would be an awesome game. Stafford coming back. Holy hell. But that would Kelly, be Kelly would be insufferable. <laughs> Kelly that would be Kelly would to, be the most insufferable person on planet Earth. Move to Saturday night primetime. Like move everything out of the way. That's the premier game of the week. Or or Sunday afternoon by itself. So no way we, would they. No way would that be the ESPN three thirty dump game. We gotta. We we have to talk about basketball here before before. Oh, all right, great. Um, I don't even know. Who, <laughs> I can't even remember who the fuck they played. Georgia <laughs> Southern. Georgia Southern. Yeah, Georgia Southern. A terrible. Oh and six. Oh and seven now. Bad team. Um, AJ Hogard benched. At the start of the game, uh, Trey Holloman started in his place. Um, I don't know if that improved anything. It didn't. I think at one point you just you gotta you gotta you, you gotta swallow the freshman moments that come with it and lean on Tyson Walker and Jay Nakins. You have to start Jeremy Fears. Yep. If the first it's, three weeks of the season has shown me anything is that this offense is so much more fluid with Jeremy Fierce than it is anyone else running point guard. It's night and day. Yeah. There's it, not a ton to take away from this game. Like, again, let's like what we say, like, against an 0-16, you can only take away negatives. And, like, I just think, like, despite what they went by like 30 i was just not yeah. like ah we just whooped this team's that like i didn't feel that way at all aj is the key is the difference that we can he can be the difference between us being a five or six seed and a top three seed at this point a one seeds out unless we went out you know what if we went out huh you know unless we went out this year then then we'd be one seed but like it's just I, I wish Tom could beat it in his brain even more. And I'm sure he has. Like, look, AJ, when you are on and Tyson's on, we're damn near unbeatable. 
we can be one of the we can be arguably the best team in America. And doesn't I don't think he I don't I don't think he doesn't get it, but I just think he doesn't care to, to be the guy. He the doesn't want to be the guy. And hasn't shown if, us at this point, fuck it. Put fears in the lineup. Like make like I tell AJ, you're in trouble with with Jeremy. Jeremy's right up your ass. Jeremy is is close to taking your job. I'm gonna bench you if you keep this up. Now it probably spiral into something much worse for us. But like you know that's in the back of Tom's head at this point. Like he's gotta what what else can he do to wake AJ up? And sure, he had a great second half against Arizona, but like too little too late in my opinion. I was pissed at him for that. Yeah, that's that's the frustrating part, right? Oh, I was so fucking and, mad that he did that. And we saw some Jameis, we saw some of the Jameis experience today in the Lions game. And it's like that is AJ Hogard's best comp is Jameis. Oh my god, you're right. Because when he's on it and active and like and like engaged, there are a few people in the nation that are better at what they do than AJ Hogard. Agreed. The problem is the if not majority plurality of the time, he's not engaged. Like, how many times do MSU fans need to sit there and go, his body language sucks? Okay. He he gets lost on defense. Like, he, like, all of these issues that have been there from the time he was 18 years old are still there at 23. Tom has been unable to coach it out of him. If you don't get – if if the things that, that you were weak in at 18 are still weak at 23 – and your basketball coach is Tom Izzo. It's a fucking you problem, bro. It's a fucking you problem. It's irreversible. It is. Yep. I agree. I want to do. I'd like to do a um a South Park reference. When should it. I start to worry? <laughs> <laughs> when should I start to be worried about Xavier Booker? I think that the time. Wow. To possibly consider the concept of beginning to think about possibly postulating the idea of worrying is coming. Mm -hmm. I am a little, con I truthfully, I'm just, a, I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, even, like even against Georgia Southern, he like looked like an extreme negative on both ends. I know he's a freshman. I know he's raw, but like. The, the rotation's going to be cut down, and he's not going to be part of it. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know, man. I think I think part of the other problem, too, with the offense right now is that if Carson Cooper is not on the floor, the the paint is just inaccessible. It's, yeah. It just is. I mean, Kohler, um, I, Kohler, you know, I... He's not exactly the biggest body. He's not exactly what you want as a five in the Big Ten. But he can generate offense for himself. Cooper can't generate offense for himself, but he's the prototypical Big Ten center, and he's coming into his own. Madi Sissoko yeah. is just a pure net negative on the floor on both ends. He's a fouling, mach he's a fouling machine. He doesn't – he doesn't grab rebounds. He he he's a shitty ball handler. He's he's a terrible shot selector. 
He doesn't go to the hole. He doesn't make his free throws. And this is another conversation I want to have about this team too. What the fuck is going on at the free throw line? I don't know. They have missed so many front end free throws. They have come away empty so many fucking times. Free throws are literally the third thing you learn to do when you're starting to play basketball. You learn how to dribble, you learn how to pass, and then you go to the free throw line. And it all spreads out from there. You have been taking free throws from the same length, from the same height, since you were eight years old. 13 years of high-level organized basketball, you have been doing the same thing. How are you not damn near automatic at it? Michigan State is 11th in the Big Ten in free throw percentage. 66.9%. That'll never drive that'll never not drive me crazy. It'll it'll never not drive me nuts. Coming up empty on and ones. Missing the front end of one end of one and ones. That that one. Mm. Not convert, not not making the back end of a of a two shot. It it's crazy. And it's and that's the other problem. It's not just the one thing, right? It's not like they're consistently missing the front end of one-on-ones or they're not consistently finishing out and ones or they're not consistently like missing the missing the back end of, of two free throws. They're consistently inconsistent at all of them. It's nuts. They win James Madison if they hit their free throws. They they can they beat Arizona if they meet if they make their free throws all the concerns about the team aside they hit more free throws they have two more wins right now than they than they than they do yep we're talking about a 6 and 2 basketball team that has lost to a that has lost to duke which is going to be about james, the james madison loss might turn out to be better than the duke loss come come selection sunday yeah it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, where I expect, like, is it too early to do the, is it too early to have the talk about expectations? No. No, I think we're, we're a month in. So, I mean, were our expectations, were our expectations too high for this team? Yes. Probably, I've maintained that. Yeah. I've maintained that, that thought process like this entire time. I didn't understand why this was final four. This team was final four or bust. I just, I don't know. Like every blueprint for a Final Four team, they have. Yep. <laughs> Experienced backcourt, um, efficient shooters, uh, a point guard. On paper, they have that. They have not executed. They have not executed a single, like they've not executed a single phase of those things on paper, consistently this entire season. And I don't know if they're ever going to. It might just be baked in at this point. Wisconsin yeah, will be a I mean, test because they're not a they're not an Arizona level team or anything like that. And we have it at home. They've been playing good, really well to start this season. So they just came off of a a Marquette upset. So 
that's going to be an interesting test on Tuesday. I have a feeling the game's going to be frustrating, whether it comes down to a win or loss. I don't know. It's going to be frustrating. I know that, though, because watching this team has been frustrating. Yeah, it's it's not fun. It really isn't. Um, it's frustrating, though, because you see the flashes, too. Like You're like, oh, they put together some good runs, but then they just can't close these games. Right, and it's like after watching this just fucking shit, this shit-ass football season of just like scandal and ineptitude and bullshit, I was just like, I'm so ready for the basketball team to just come out and be a fucking buzzsaw. And it's like the monkey paw curled. It's like, I don't get it. Like, this is not a Final Four team. Not as of right now. It's just, it's so. See, there's a lot of season left, but some of these habits that we continue to see haven't even shown any signs of going away. And that's where I'm bothered. And that's my problem with the fucking wait till March, wait till March, wait till March crowd. One, Izzo hasn't been successful in March uh, since that guy ate that bat soup in that market in China. Yep. We're going on five years now. The 2020 tournament canceled. Um, did you guys see this? Ivy League canceled their tournament, <laughs> canceled their oh. conference tournament because of COVID. Uh-oh, not um, looking good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's it's just that happened. You can't work your way around that. But the 21 season, the 22 season, last season, this season, they're all part of the same story. And it's just like, they, John Kirby said this best, right? The only guy who comes close to being a dog or an OKG is a transfer. That's disheartening. Fears shows potential. Carr shows potential to be an OKG, but they're not an OKG right now. AJ is not an OKG. If we're going to go where we want to go, he needs to be an OKG. And he has the potential to be an OKG. But he's not been an OKG. No. No. So it's it's just it's frustrating. And like like you said, Carter, right? Like we want to wait till March for what? For them to go 60% at the free throw line and lose because of it? Like one game is one game. A month is a month is a big enough sample size to show you what this team is. You're supposed Not, to use you're supposed to use these like um, you know trash can games against these bum teams. Like you're supposed to use those to clean those things up, and they didn't. They can't. They're in inca- at this point. I think they're incapable, which is scarier than them just like not doing it because it means they can't fix it. Yeah, we'll see. It's just not encouraging right now. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch. Uh, I'm excited to watch Taylor Swift tonight. I have no idea if she's here or not. Um, <laughs> she's there or not. I heard my M showed me a rumor. Carter, before we go, uh, M, Emily F is forcing me to ask you this question. Um, 
your favorite this is a hypothetical i saw on tiktok um and i got in hot water for how i responded so this in mind uh your favorite sports team wins three titles in a row but in exchange your girlfriend has to serve six months in prison what do you do <laughs> three straight super bowls for the falcons but your girlfriend's got to do six months honestly honestly i i need it to be michigan state football i need the jonathan okay. smith i need three the straight, jonathan smith yeah. dynasty she's gonna three have straight, to understand three straight daddies for msu football but your girlfriend's got to do six months <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna have to understand. She's gonna have to do the hard time. <laughs> Did I, you say I, the same thing? Yeah, I said <laughs> I'll I'll be there to pick you up. Yeah, same. <laughs> I will be there. And then she's like, and then she's like, well, I'm gonna get out, and then they're just gonna go back to where they were, and you're gonna be pissed off, and I'm not gonna be there for all the good time. And I was like, no, this is how I spun it. I said, no, you do the six months first, and you go in there knowing. At the end of the six months, you come out, and then immediately it's going to be three years of just euphoria. Yeah. Like, think about it. Yeah. Like, I just... She goes, would you do it? I go, fuck yeah. I wouldn't even hesitate. Of course. I would not even fucking hesitate. Six months? Yeah, no, that's nothing. Nothing. For three, for three straight MSU football titles? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Oh. Nothing. I don't know. Like the fan base is pretty fractured in the wake of raise the flag and all this shit. I don't know if anything will unite the fan base more than the hypothetical of would you do six months in prison to immediately get three MSU football national titles? I don't know if there's a person on fucking earth who would say no. In fact, I'm going to tweet that from bacon wire. I'm going to tweet. Would you do six months in prison? If MSU football was guaranteed three straight national titles. I would. I would absolutely. So, Emily, you got to be a team player here, honey. You got to you got to step up. <laughs> um, that's that's all I got for this week. You got anything else? Yeah, sounds good. Alrighty, until next week, Carter. Go green. All right, go away.